Welcome to the Lose Your Mind podcast. The 2nd of March is World Teen Mental Health Day. Poor mental health is on the rise in young people. And this day is to recognise and raise awareness, encouraging more conversations around the topic and to break down stigmas which still exist. In this episode, we have a conversation with Kelly's teenage daughter on the topic of mental health and how mindfulness is helping her. We hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to episode two of series two of the Lose Your Mind podcast, which is all about mindfulness. I'm Alan and this is Kelly. Nice to be here. And today we are joined by Olivia. Welcome, Olivia. Thank you. <laughs> so we are going to be talking about, um, as you know from our last episode, lots of different ways in which mindfulness can really help with your mental health in all settings. And something that's really uh, prominent sort of now more than ever um, is teenage mental health. So Olivia is 16 years old and about to sit her GCSEs, which can be a very stressful time for teenagers. Would you agree, Olivia? Yes, it's probably the most stressful time because obviously school with mini tests is stressful but GCSEs they make it out to be such a big thing like this is the moment you've been working up to your whole kind of school life so it adds a lot of pressure. Okay yeah I mean um, even I can remember those days it's not that far uh, in my past either so what kind of pressures do you think you're feeling at the moment then Olivia? I think it's Well, I've been quite grateful that my parents don't actually put a lot of pressure on me to do well. They kind of just say, you know, do the best that you can do. But a lot of pressure from yourself and from other people, it's comparing yourself to other people. You know, if somebody else gets better than you, you're like, why aren't I doing that well? I should be doing the same as them. Okay, so when you compare yourself to other people, I mean, how do you generally find yourself in in life generally with other people? Do you feel happy with where you are? Yeah, definitely. But I think with school, because I think schools can be quite a competitive thing because everybody is trying to do obviously the best that they can do. But when you get scores back and things, you're obviously going to want to compare, but it can make you feel quite down about yourself if you don't do as well as you thought you did or somebody who normally doesn't do as well, does better than you, then it can kind of put you down. Yeah, I can understand that. So, I mean, how about your friends? I mean, presumably you talk to your friends about it. How, how are they feeling? Um, some of them are fine. One of my friends is particularly stressed, but she gets stressed quite a lot about everything. She likes to make lists of everything she's got to do. And then she feels really overwhelmed all the time. But yeah. Okay. So you're a bit more relaxed. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So how's your, how's your general mental health, would you say? I would say generally my mental health is really good. I think I'm quite a relaxed person. I don't tend to take things really seriously or compare myself to other people too much um with regards like general life and stuff obviously with school sometimes I'll get angry at myself but I don't ever I don't think it has like a massive impact on me what do you say sorry doesn't have a massive impact on you what do you mean other people yeah so what what things do you think help you enable for you to keep that sort of peaceful state of mind and be present 
Um, I think just the realisation that it doesn't matter and you've got to kind of take in the bigger picture of life, um, how this is only a small part of it and not prioritising mental health over school, I say, is really important because if you're getting stressed now, by the time we actually get there, you know, you're going to be out of your mind, like anxious and everything. So kind of taking a step back and doing things for yourself rather than, you know, doing revision, just taking a moment to step back and doing something that you enjoy and that relaxes you is really important. And would you say that being as we have spoken, so Olivia is my daughter, it's probably important to point out when we're having this conversation when I say certain things. So would you say that obviously under having an understanding around mindfulness generally and being present, would you say when you do these things, removing all that external pressure and being present helps you greatly? Yeah, definitely. I think you've kind of taught me more about you know, being in the present moment, it's not about worrying about other things. So when I'm on the way to school, I won't be worrying about the next test or anything. I'll just be kind of sat there like, okay, we're here right now. You know, we don't need to be thinking about what's tomorrow, what's the next week. Just kind of being in the present moment. I think it's helped my friends as well, because some of my friends have started to meditate and things just to kind of take a step back and just focus on themselves more than all this pressure around school. It's lovely to hear. It's it's excellent to hear that your work is paying off, Kelly. But you sound very, very balanced uh, and grown up for a 16-year-old. You sound like way more than I was, because when I was your age, I was panicking like mad about, in those days, they were called O-levels. So that's how old I am, giving my age away. Um, but yeah, it just felt, I, I remember now from what you're saying, that everything seemed to have built up to that, and there was this huge pressure on it. But you seem to have developed ways to have a really much more balanced view, which is great. So would you say that you do meditation? So you're obviously good at being present and being in the now and not letting it worry you. Do you meditate yourself? Um, I wouldn't say I ever consciously go into states of meditation, but I think sometimes just naturally I fall into that because meditation is all about being in the present moment and like non-judging and things. And I think quite a lot of the time when I'm just kind of relaxing or sat on the bus on the way to school, I fall into like a meditative state, could you say? I would say, because we've actually discussed this because, you know, we've, you and I, Alan, have also discussed this. Um, a lot of people get sucked into thinking about the formal states of meditation and that you've got to sit there with your legs crossed for long periods of time. But I've noticed with Olivia and she isn't under a lot of pressure, I would hope for me, but even with meditation itself, she would never go to sit down formally with her eyes shut but she's able to be present with a lot of things and do the act of mindfulness I would say regularly aren't you and I think if people had a better understanding of how it can help them they don't have to be sat there taking time out because it's viewed as a waste of time as well and I imagine under exam pressure if you were to go to someone that was feeling really anxious or stressed out and go right is what I want you to do is sit with your thoughts for 10 minutes I mean it's no secret I've suffered with anxiety and I was not great to be around back then compared to now, would you say? Yeah. But you don't really want to sit with your thoughts. So for young people, I imagine a lot of their resistance around meditation, the way it can help, would be around that. Would you agree, Olivia? I think the biggest thing is that I don't think people of my age actually understand what meditation is because I think 
even when I was younger, you know, everyone kind of thinks meditation is you sit with your eyes closed and you have to have a completely blank mind. You have to have no thoughts. Whereas it's more about just sitting and just kind of accepting that the thoughts are there, but just not paying them too much attention. But I think a lot of people do genuinely just think you have to have a completely clear mind. You have to be sat down, you know, in silence and you have to like get rid of everything. But that's not what it's about. Yeah, you're absolutely right. In fact, I think you can take over this podcast from us in future because you seem to have it all figured out. <laughs> so so how do you do that then? So because you obviously, how did this kind of state that you go into when you're on the bus or whatever, how, how do you do that? And how do you stay in the present moment? And what are the challenges that you might face? Um. Well, the hardest thing would obviously be the thoughts that are coming in telling you, you know, oh, you've got this in half an hour. Oh, you know, next week I've got to do this. But I kind of just sit there and you just got to accept that, okay, I've got to do that, but that's not where I am right now. Right now, let's just, you know, we're here, let's focus on what we're doing right now. And even like the next five minutes, you know, it's like for the next five minutes, I've got to do something. You can focus on that, but it's just kind of not losing mind of the bigger picture, but just kind of being more with what you're doing right now, I think I find. So if, for example, now, um obviously I'm not thinking about my mocks that I've got coming up in the next few weeks like I think about them occasionally and I'll revise and things but right now a lot I know a lot of people who would be doing this for example would in the back of their mind constantly would be like oh when am I going to revise you know what's going on but right now I'm not thinking about that at all I'm just kind of here and you've just got to enjoy and just sit with what you're doing right now Okay, which is great. How do you how do you cope when maybe your revision's not going so well, maybe, and you just think, oh my God, there's so much to do, or I'm not getting it, or how do you cope when it's like that? Um, or maybe that doesn't happen to you. No, it does. I it just, does. <laughs> I think I kind of just say to myself, you know, it is what it is. You can only do what you can do. And, you know, if I just try my best, if what I'm doing isn't enough, then... And there's not much more I can do about it. You know, I've just got to kind of accept the fact that I'm trying my hardest. I will do my hardest. If I don't understand something, I'll try and get it. But if it's too much, then it's just not meant to be. And you've just got to kind of accept that rather than thinking you've got to get the highest and everything. You've just got to do the highest that you can do. Yeah. God, I <laughs> wished I was like you when I was 16. <laughs> so do I. I. I was far from this, far, far from your way of thinking. And I think it's um, quite difficult to be how Olivia is, though. I mean, a lot of if a lot of teenagers are listening to this, to be able to just remove themselves from all those things that are coming up, because what might happen is some teenagers may want to revise. If they don't understand something, they might be embarrassed to ask for help. This is a huge thing. You don't want to be that person in the room that asks the question. You're quite comfortable with asking questions. A lot of kids don't want to feel stupid. So they might be struggling and feel they haven't got the help. And I think it's all about removing the things that create those bound those barriers in our heads. So for example, the reason they wouldn't ask the question is because they don't want to look sh- stupid. They don't want other people to laugh of laugh at them and it all comes back to that judgment of what other people think of them but you can guarantee the person that does put their kid up and ask for help every about 50 other people are going like oh thank god because they didn't get it either Mm. but some people haven't got that because they maybe haven't got support around them they can't detach from these things and I'm sure there are children at your school that are really really badly anxious and you hear lots of things don't you about really poor mental health we discussed earlier about 
suicide. We discussed that, didn't we? And the rates of how high that is. Yeah. Uh, um, and it's getting this message out there to those people so they know they have the support and help. I mean, have you got anything you wanted to add to that, Alan? No, I mean, um, what I was going to ask you next was because you, you just said it, um, mental health problems in young people is on the rise and hugely in, in the last three or four years. And I think COVID has been a, a large proportion of that as well. And it's 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 not helped young people's socialization. So not used to being around other people, which is a vital part of growing up. What I was going to say to you is, you know, you seem you seem to have some really strong coping mechanisms. What do you see in in other people? I know you've said that some of your friends have started to meditate. What are you seeing around you that that we could help, that people could help with? Um, well, I think the first stage is acceptance because some people don't accept that they're depressed or they're anxious, which just makes it 10 times worse because if you're not accepting what you've got, then you can't move forward and help yourself with that. But yeah. um, at school, there's counselling, which is quite good. To, I know quite a few people who go there. Um, I think generally just talking to the people around you about how you feel helps. Um, I know a lot of people like to listen to music, so just kind of take a step back. Reading, I love reading. That's one of my favourite things to do, to kind of just be present in the book and not think about other things. Um, Yeah. Good. So do you find yourself helping your friends? Yeah, I like, well, they they come to me quite a lot because they know I'll just not talk them out of it, but I'll talk them down. I'll be like, you know, this doesn't matter, you know, focus on other things. That's just prioritize the things you actually have to do right now. Not focus on the things that are coming. Like last night, my friend came to me. She was like, Oh, Olivia, I'm so stressed. I've got so much to do, but it's just kind of letting people talk, not telling people they're stupid, not being like, Oh, well, you're being ridiculous. You know, you don't have to worry this much. It's kind of accepting that they are anxious or worried about what's happening and just kind of letting them talk it all out I think is the most helpful thing you can do sometimes people don't want they don't want help they just want you to listen to them that is exactly what people want it's a big point actually because actually sometimes you can say the wrong thing as well and you start to give people advice and you're right they don't want advice they just want to be listened to I think also um it can take a lot of patience can't it because somebody might not want to talk at first and you might have to kind of tease it out a little bit. So I think that's something, that's another skill you need to have if you're going to help somebody else. So, okay, good. So you think, so there's obviously some support in school. Um, There's some support within your friend network. You know, what else do you think could make a big difference in the world generally in mental health and young people? Because it is so critical. Maybe some um, more government funding for, you know, meditation in schools or something like that. Yeah, we were saying actually quite a lot of people in my year, um, because I remember this one PE lesson ages ago, she got us to all sit down and we all just did a meditation. Then we did some mindful kind of yoga. That was about a year ago. And we all said we'd much prefer that like once a week, even than like a revision lesson, you know, once a week. If you just have once a week, one lesson of kind of that to take your mind off things. I think that was really beneficial for everyone. And I think because sometimes people won't have time at home, they're not going to go out of their way, you know, to sit down and be like, okay, let's, you know, take some time for me. So actually integrating it into the school system, I think would be more helpful because then not that it would be compulsory, but 
by actually doing it, even if you you're messing around, you don't think it's actually helping you, it will actually have some effect on you, I think. I think you're right, because people think people get turned off from meditation or mindfulness because they think it's not helping and they think they can't, as you said before, clear their minds. And as we know, that's not the point, is it? No. Well, it's, can you be aware of your thoughts and, and your feelings? And that's what it's all about. Yeah. So, okay, good. Can I just ask one quick question. How does it make you feel when you see, because you're obviously in the scheme of things quite well balanced in this situation, but how does it make you feel when you see horrible things happening to people around, you know, when they're really struggling with this kind of thing? Because it must have a knock-on effect, I would say, in school, in other people, if you've got, like, friends or people in the class that are really struggling, or does it not? Um, Well, sometimes when people are really struggling, it can kind of make you feel, not that you should be struggling too, but you're thinking, why aren't I feeling like that? Should I be feeling like that? But you just kind of got to take a step back. And it is sad, you know, seeing the people who obviously like need help, but you can't give it to them, especially if you don't know them that well. You can't very well go up to them and be like, oh, you know, she needs someone to listen to you. But mm. yeah. Do you think there's enough support for those people in schools currently that are in that position? Um, at some schools, I think there is. But some, I think it's hard as well because people aren't going to want to go out of their way to go and seek help at school at risk of not looking stupid. But, you know, the friends might make fun of them or I don't think, not the school isn't an open place because I think it does actually offer quite a lot. But at some schools, I know people wouldn't go to counselling and things out of their own, of their own badge. Again. again. Yeah. Yeah. It comes back to that a lot though, doesn't it? With anything, I think, it's that fear of being judged by other people and what people think. And it's really building up people's strength and confidence in themselves. I think that's like the key is when you feel sort of solid in yourself, all those out exterior things fall away, don't they? Eventually. And that's what mindfulness brings to us. So me growing up at this age and like when I was 16, I was like worlds apart from how you are because I didn't feel I had anyone that did listen. And there probably would have been, but I was in, I was one of those people that were embarrassed to ask for help and wouldn't have wanted, um, and even mental health back then wasn't as an, as openly discussed. I mean, kids of th- this age, like, it's quite common, isn't it, for people to talk about their emotions, which is great, how they feel, their mental health, but but that's it's getting that message out there, isn't it, that there are that even your friends have started to because you've openly spoken about it, even with the meditation aspect, yeah. feel comfortable with it now. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. So, and the other thing that just came to mind from what you both were saying was that I think it'd be well worth some time in the curriculum to learn these kind of life skills and learn a little bit about how the mind actually works. Because I think you said it earlier on, Olivia, and you just said it, Kelly, that um, we compare ourselves to others a lot. And that is the cause of a lot of our problems, isn't it? Rather than just worry about ourselves. But it is a natural human instinct to do that. Because, you know, going way back in our psychology, um, we were part of a tribe. And it was really important to be an accepted part of the tribe and be within the pack, not at the back of the pack. So we're constantly looking around to make sure that we're good enough and, the, and and com- therefore comparing 
to everybody else. So that's just an example. I think it'd be great to like an hour a week on these kind of life skills and coping mechanisms. So just something that, that we could definitely offer that. Yeah. Let's go and talk to uh, whoever the health secretary, uh, not the health secretary, the education secretary is at the moment. Well, and the health secretary, funnily enough, but anyway. Um, right. Good. So Olivia, thank you so much for all this really useful information. I've learned a lot, actually. I think I've learned how to meditate on a bus now and, uh, and, not, and not worry about um, things that are coming up ahead of me and just kind of get a bit more perspective. And I hope everybody else has too. So is there anything else you'd just like to add some final words of wisdom or advice for young people who are looking to calm their stress and anxiety and improve their mental health? Um, I just say stop looking to impress or prove yourself to other people. If you're going to try and prove yourself, you know, things like exams, just prove it to yourself. You don't need to be getting the grades for anybody other than you. So, you know, have much pressure you're putting on yourself. Don't have it from external sources like parents or friends or teachers. Just put on yourself what you think you can handle and just take some time for yourself as well. I think that's great advice, don't you? I think that is great advice. Thank you for being here today. Thank you very much, Olivia. Appreciate it. And hopefully we'll see you again on a future episode, maybe. Thank you. Okay, well, I think we'll wrap it up there and we'll be back again next week with another special guest and you'll have to wait and find out who that is. Yeah, we like to keep some surprises here, don't we? <laughs> we so, do. All right, thank you. Uh, bye, Olivia. Bye, Kelly. Bye, everybody. Bye.